Welcome to HomeWise, a podcast of Highlands Ministries. Wisdom is essential in building a strong family and home life. Proverbs says that a wise woman builds her house and a foolish woman tears it down. I'm Steve, and I'm here with Kara Murphy, my wife and the mother of our 10 children, ages 3 to 20. I've been blessed with a wise and godly wife, and over the years I've learned that Christian women appreciate her perspective and need encouragement to rise above the folly of our culture and be home-wise. Welcome back to the HomeWise podcast, and wanted to let you know that Kara and I are still in the uh, Cincinnati studio <laughs> for HomeWise, which means uh, our son Patrick with spina bifida hasn't been born yet, but we're only three days away from his scheduled delivery. Would you like to know how many hours? Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure you could give it. Uh, and we've been given some topics that uh, that we've been asked to address. So we're going to just start at the top of the list and see how it goes. And the first one is uh, helping your daughter find a man. So, I mean, just that, the wording of that itself rules out <laughs> a whole lot of yeah. males. Yeah. Not helping your daughter find a boy. <laughs> yeah, there's plenty of them. Oh, yeah. Uh, but helping your daughter find a man, that's, that's you know, I guess the disclaimer right off the bat is we have not successfully done this yet. No. You can start by saying this is an incredibly difficult task. Yeah. Made more difficult by the fact that there are a lot of boys who can shave. Yeah. And there aren't a lot of young men yeah. who are taking... Seriously, their responsibilities to grow into men who are providers and spiritual leaders and taking able to take care of a household and even focus that direction. But we're, we want to talk about not the dearth of young men, but instead uh, what we do as parents... And I mean that universally because obviously our daughter is not engaged or married yet. So, mm-hmm. But what we do to help our daughters, and particularly when we have encouraged our daughters to not be the pursuers in relationships, but to be pursued. Mm-hmm. And um, we aren't necessarily sending them off to college to get their MRS, yeah. as uh, we used to say yeah. back in our college days. So, how do we find a man for our daughters? And one mistake that I have seen has been fathers who take very little initiative on their daughter's behalf. And so they have these lovely, godly, proficient, uh, ready young women and it's like dad sits in his recliner with his feet up waiting for the guys to line up to come have the privilege of asking him for their hand in marriage and now his daughter's 26 27 30 30, 35 and yeah and um so what do you suggest i mean that i i not everybody embraces the same philosophy here but what can or should we be doing? Uh, maybe I could just start. I mean, I'm a, I'm the father here in this scenario, and um, 
I deeply desire for my daughter to be married. I know our daughter desires to be a wife and a mother. That's her highest goal in life. So uh, I want to try to help her get there. And uh, I definitely think that just sitting around on that uh, lazy boy, waiting for it to happen, it's it's not it's not going to happen. Not in the day that we live with the dearth of young men. So yep. we need to be more proactive. We need to uh, look for ways to uh, bring our daughter into contact. Yes. And it could be that we bring her into contact, or it could be that I come in contact with them. Yes. Or we come in contact with them. But uh, we have our eyes and ears out, and we're attuned to this. And we're, I mean, and, and really, if you have a daughter that's of marriageable age, and you come across a young man who's, who is a man, and he's not married, trust me, our radar goes up. Yeah. And we instantly say, wow, hey, look, there's one. <laughs> <laughs> look at that you know take a picture uh this is amazing yes uh and so uh that sometimes means we have to get out of our comfort zone which may be geographically mm-hmm. i know we have already said that we would be willing to have our daughters move away if that's yes. what it takes because we know it's not all about living close to us and it's not all about being in our church uh it 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 is much bigger than that Absolutely. so we have to be open to allowing uh, men from several hours away or several states away coming into our lives. But it's not going to happen if we don't have our eyes open and we aren't looking. And you and I have been in conferences and we've visited churches. Uh, We've even said, hey, if we need to, we're going to start pursuing events Mm -hmm. that are occurring that we might not otherwise pursue. Right. That will put you into contact with other like-minded families, Mm -hmm. uh, families who are doing this courtship thing and who are also pursuing hard after the Lord and trying to raise yeah. godly children and, yeah. and are in the, you know, kind of same similar place. So yeah, it does mean being willing to travel to, to, to talk to people and, mm-hmm. uh, which actually reminds me of another thing that I would like to encourage. And that is, uh, we have found that sometimes in our desire to raise modest uh, pure young women, we have forgotten uh, to teach them how to be uh, socially, how to socially interact with young men. Mm-hmm. And our boys noticed it as they were coming into their mid-teens that there were some girls who, you know, if if a if a guy was just talking to her as a brother would a sister, which is what we're trying to encourage. You know, she'd get all stiff and awkward and not know how to handle it as if he was, you know, coming on to her or something, you know. And and the truth is, just as we encourage great relationships among brothers and sisters, we want that same sort of brotherly, sisterly ability to uh, communicate with each other to be happening in our young people as well. Yeah, that is the fact of their relationship. It's the state of their relationship. They are brothers and sisters in Christ already. Not adversaries and not... Strangers. Yes. So, um, so maybe there's there's some coaching that could be done for the young women, so that the ability to get to know somebody can happen mm-hmm. appropriately. Mm-hmm. You know, not with a lot of silliness or expectations, but just uh, not, but also not sort of this little almost freak out sort of thing that we've seen among um, among some of the. Shire homeschool mom or homeschool daughters. Mm-hmm. 
Um, also, one of the big things that we have seen is that not all families are training their sons in this direction and discipling. Some cannot. Some don't have a father in the home. Some are coming later to a certain belief system. Um, some, their family isn't in the same place. And I think all men in our church, and particularly if you're a father with daughters, you have a vested interest in discipling these young men. Mm-hmm. You can look around and be critical mm-hmm. and say, oh, look at all these boys who can shave and all they want to do is play video games and sit at home and, and not work hard and not learn to be providers. But you're really contributing to the problem if you're not saying, I'm going to pursue some young men. I'm going to look for young men who I think will respond well. And that doesn't mean I'm pursuing this young man so I can disciple him to marry my daughter. It just means I'm pursuing this young man so I can help him mature in his faith. And that may result in that. It frequently will just result in that young man being ready for whoever God has for him. And I personally have seen that a lot of men are just not really... You know, just as they abdicate in their own home, they also abdicate in the church. They're not willing to do the hard work of helping a young man mature and calling him up to what God has for him. And there's a lot of opportunity there. There's also opportunity. I mean, you're an elder, so you have a little different role, but you also have the opportunity to disciple uh, fathers (laughs) And and to call them. And, you know, when they're complaining about where their boys are, to be able to look at them and say, okay, so what are you going to do about it? Mm -hmm. (laughs) These are your men. (laughs) These are your responsibility. Um, But also, when you see potential to be able to say, all right, we're going to go after this. You know, whether that's meeting for Bible study or whether that's casual interaction, a combination of those. Yeah, as I've spoken to young men, uh, I've been really desirous of growing them, and I try to separate in my mind, hey, I may be growing a future son-in-law here, but but I really just desire to, to disciple them like I would my own sons and challenge them like I would my own sons, and, and maybe one of these guys will end up being a son-in-law at some point, but uh, we've known, we, we have a friend uh, who happens to also be a pastor, who... Uh, really trained his future son-in-law right up from ground zero, uh, right up to uh, right. ready for marriage to his daughter. He was a professing believer, but had very little depth in his walk with the Lord. Yeah, and what, they spent a year or two yeah. working together? Yep. And kudos to the young guy yep. for hanging in there. And we also know, uh, we, have, we know of a pastor who has been very proactive on the on behalf of the single young ladies mm-hmm. who helped, took a, you know, what I would call a diamond in the rough. The yeah. guy had all the, the core yeah. characteristics you would look for, but the package needed a little tweaking. Yeah. And, um, Let's that, shine, shine them up and take them, take right. them in. Right. Yeah. And, uh, you know, just a little bit of, a little bit of, uh, honest, Upfront communication and some little tweaks and 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 you know he's 
the diamond. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I suspect, I may be wrong, but I suspect there's probably a lot of diamonds in the rough out there who just, you know, I think there, I think there's a lot of young men who do love the Lord, but cultural expectations are so low and even often parental expectations are not very high. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, they may <clears throat> never have really been challenged They've never, they never realized that a good bit of their education has been done by their mother. So they haven't been with men. Mm-hmm. So they don't realize that they're not very manly. Um, and men in the church can come alongside those young men. And, and often those young men respond very well to that because they recognize that own lack in their, in themselves or they recognize the time wasters that they've been engaging in. And so I think they're very open to that. And I think if we had a lot more men who had a commitment to disciple young men, I think we'd have a lot more young men and not boys. Sure. Sure. As far as our daughter goes, though, you know, going back to what we can do, um, certainly, this is an opportunity to help our daughters grow in their patience. And we need to make sure that we don't miss the opportunity to develop that. Mm-hmm. Um, even as, even as you know, you may be proactively working um, toward finding someone, um, I have the opportunity to help grow patience and, and to help of this principle of life that's so good, which is, you know, while we're waiting, we're working, we're serving, we're doing the things that we're supposed to be faithfully doing. And that happens, I mean, to some degree, as we wait for the Lord to bless us with children, or while we wait for our children to grow, or, you know, all through our stages of life. Mm -hmm. There's always going to be times where we are, in a sense, waiting on the Lord and yet, that doesn't mean we sit around and twiddle our thumbs. Yeah, we're not on hold. That's right. We are to be actively engaging in service mm-hmm. while we wait on the Lord to do His work and you know move us to that next stage of life that we would like to be at. Hi, this is Eric from Highlands. I hope you have enjoyed this podcast from Kara and Steve Murphy as much as I have. The Murphys have long written for our magazine, Every Thought Captive, and I'm thrilled that we're getting to hear even more from them as they seek to apply scripture to their everyday lives. The Murphys are just a part of the community of believers that make up the teaching at Highlands. We are adding new voices all the time as we seek to learn from each other about what God would have us to be and how he would have us to live. You can find this podcast and all our other resources on our website at highlandsministriesonline.org. I value your feedback. You are who we are here for. If you have any questions or comments or concerns, please don't hesitate to email me at info at highlandsministriesonline.org. 